Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Our show originates in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We connect you to the songwriters and the stories behind your favorite songs. Join us as we take a look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Now, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Hi, I'm Dave, and thanks for joining our podcast. And as I always say, I live here in Nashville, where I am surrounded by songwriters and singers, guitar players, and artists. And I just love it because I love being around these creative people and every one of them have an amazing story. And I, on this podcast, I want to share these stories with you. And that's really what it's all about. Today, we have a real important show for you too, uh, especially if you're thinking about a career in the music business. We'll have tips and things for you. This is season one, episode nine, by the way. Mark Allen Barnett is back with us. He joined us on episode five of the podcast, and you may remember we were sitting around my dining room table like we are today, and Mark was playing that in-your-face country soul he does, and we got to talk a lot about music and songwriting, and a little bit about his side career. He's got a very interesting thing. He's dedicated a lot of his life these days to working with new and young artists and songwriters and bringing them along. He's coached a lot of great talent in this town. You know, people like me, when we're, I was living in Cincinnati and our very, uh, very active uh, Nashville Songwriters Association International um, group down there, he, uh, he mentored us all and, and got us sounding as good as we could possibly be. But he also has coached people like, um, you know, regular on the charts these days, Frankie Ballard. Um, so, you know, he's, he's, he's got the touch and, uh, he's brought one of his, uh, students that he's been mentoring, uh, with him today. And that is Brianna Faith. And she hails from Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. So good to have you here, Mark and Brianna. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's Thank so you. Good. you. Thank you. That's being a good introduction. You do great introductions, man. You know, I used to do this radio uh, thing. Yeah, you, you do. Know, a little you bit. still do. You still do. <laughs> it's great, man. I enjoy it. And it's, uh, so it, for me, it's like, you know, uh, it, it's fulfilling that need. Uh, you know, I've right. always loved to interview folks. So, yeah. um, so, and I miss it. So here I am. Anyway, I want to know more about you, Brianna. Uh, how often do you come into town? Um, it used to be maybe once a year, but now that I've gotten more serious into it, mm-hmm. it's about every other month to every month. Uh, I try to make it as, as often as I can. That's good. So. And you're learning lots, huh? Oh, for sure. Yeah. A lot more than what I knew before I started working with Mark. It's and, amazing. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. I want to get into that in depth. Mark, I want to ask you, you know, on our last show, we talked about this allure of Nashville, oh. how it's got this pull to it. And, um, but you know, I noticed, um, like a lot of the young artists that you work with today, you don't really advise them to pack up roots and 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 move to town, rather than you know build build your base at home, right? Is that what that's, you're? That's right. Yeah. Well, you have to look at where we are in in music as a in, in entertainment. You're doing the same thing with your podcast. We're all having to find our own niche, mm-hmm. and what an artist depends on is fan base, and the fan base is not Nashville. That's not your target. Fan base is everywhere but Nashville. Mm-hmm. Because Nashville are not customers for music. They're all sellers of music. They're all doing the same thing. So one thing that I suggest with her and with Frankie, stay in the Midwest. Keep playing to your fan base. That way when things kick off for you, you got that to begin with. And that was one of the big deal when they when they launched Frankie is they had a huge audience. I mean, this guy was selling out fifteen hundred seat theaters wow. by himself before he got his record deal, mm. and and then he uh, he got put on a show with Kid Rock oh and and uh, at Pontiac Silverdome. 
Right. You know, that puts you up real quick, you know. And But he never moved to Nashville until he had his publishing deal and his record deal pretty much ready to go. How about that? And and that's one of the things that uh, I talked with her. She's, they got Indi- Indianapolis and you got, you know, you got Illinois. You've got a lot of areas on that. Start locally, then you build regionally. At the same time, you come down here and you yourself, you say, we, we try to get them in with hit writers and we try to get them in to uh, behind the doors. you got to go in the back doors in this town. Make some connections. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and writing with other people. And that's the big deal. And you're going to have to write with her sometime. I would love to. I would love that. Uh, but but she's a good study. What I like about her is she brought her binder. She's got a, a lot of the things that I, uh, I've told her, which you've had your own over mm-hmm. the years. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she's a, a very good study, very good voice. And she she's just a, a real fun person to have around her. Dad, John, is a, is a great guy. John too. is with us yeah. today, too. John, yeah. good to have you here in the dining room. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, like, you're, so your, trip, your typical trip to Nashville, uh, what do you plan? Is every moment uh, planned out, I imagine, taking advantage of it, right? Oh, for sure. You know, being from Indianapolis, it's a four-hour drive. We try to make the most of what we can with the time we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that usually includes um, at least a trip to the Commodore Grill. So oh, we can yeah. do at least one rider's round, maybe go watch a couple. Debbie Champion over there. Oh, love yeah. Her. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, of course, meeting with Mark. Um, I've been meeting with Mark since July of 2020. And I think I've met with him four or five times total now. And uh-huh. I come back and I present some of the songs I've been working on, as well as a few ideas. And he'll go and critique them and coach them and good. throw out ideas on what could be better, what could be improved, why this is better than this. Um, so that's really good. And then I'm able to improve myself as a writer. Where do you think you've improved the most uh, in, in this in the, recently, in the past, you know, since you've been working with Mark? Probably the context of my songs. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the beginning, that they, they were good. They just didn't have enough detail or enough build. Some of the some of the chords were a little basic. Um, but since then, I've learned that details are the most important thing you could have in a song, um, along with making sure the hook is repeated enough, mm-hmm. as well as making it stand out. You don't want every song to sound like what's on the radio, or you don't want to hear the same song and every round you go to. So yeah. having context and content that stand out. Are, and is finding your important. voice, right? I imagine to find your, your specific voice. Your, oh, for your sure. Writing, right. right, yeah. So you're growing as a writer. Yes. And do you write a lot? I do. Yeah? Like uh, I, I had a guy on the show a while back who, and I'm not comparing you to this, but to me, this is phenomenal. He wrote 300 songs. Bill O'Hanlon was our second guest on the show. 300 songs last year. And I'm Bill, how do you do that? Um, and I don't know. Uh, if I do uh, 50, that's a good year for me. You know, 50, 60, you know. Um, but uh, so, but you're writing like every day? or I try. Um, there's always those some days when you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm ready for a good idea. Mm-hmm. And you sit there for an hour and you're like, well, what, what the heck? I can't get anything. <laughs> Or maybe I'll start something and it has a solid first verse and then maybe take a break for a while and then come back to it. Yeah. So I try to get in, you know, at least once a week, one song a week, maybe one to two Good. so that I'm still spacing out things, but also formulating ideas while I'm like driving or something. Mm-hmm. So how about co-writing now? Is that something you've done before you came to Nashville? Have you ever co-written before with folks? I am definitely looking to because I know that's um, a huge thing. I have co-written with Mark. I co-wrote with one person up in Indianapolis. It, it was more of a collaboration on a song more than a co-write, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but the goal is to definitely find more people to co-write with to get definitely. our both of our names out there and 
you know, networking and connections and all that kind of stuff. I remember being in a, a seminar once that, that Mark was at and somebody asked him, well, how do I meet folks to, to co-write with? And Mark's like, are you kidding? We're in Nashville. Throw a stone. <laughs> Whoever you get. A handful of rocks. And you know, <laughs> the guy parking your car. The, you know, the guy at the grocery store. I have a, it's a fun thing I'll do with waitresses. Waitresses or waiters will come over. And, and so before I, I'd say, so what kind of songs do you write? You know, and immediately, oh, God, I just wrote the, you know, because they're all, that's, that's, they're all writers. Everybody's yeah, writers. You know. They are. They pick up a handful of rocks. <laughs> Well, before we go any further, I want to hear a song. Would you sing a song for us? Maybe one that you wrote? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good. Got a guitar right there. Mm, yeah. Beautiful Taylor. I love it. Oh, mm. thank you. You're partial to that guitar. I kind of am. Yeah. My first really good guitar uh, was a Taylor, and I loved it. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This is one probably... just like Mark's, but only right-handed. And, and without the <laughs> Willie Nelson second sound hall thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, all right, so I'll do the one that uh, Mark and I co-wrote over the good. summer. Awesome. Yeah, tell What's the story cool? on this. This is a good good little story. <laughs> well, the day we wrote it, he was like, what do, what do you want to write a song about? What's something interesting that happened in your life lately? And I said, well, my friends and I and my little brother, we got stranded at the Indiana Dunes. Our car broke down. Oh, my. And I went through all the details, everything I remembered, and now it's called uh, The Best Worst Day Ever. Best worst day. It's <laughs> a good title. Um, it's just it's fun and upbeat. It tells the story well. It's got you know the little positivity in it as well. So good, good. We're looking forward to hearing it. Bri- Brianna Faith is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Take her away. Okay. My brother and my best friend left at six a.m. for a day of sunny summer adventure. Gonna hit the beach, life was easy and sweet That's when it all started to splinter Oh, when that engine stopped in the Walmart parking lot Starts a series of unfortunate events Like a boulder rolling down a hill We started to feel in a day that fell Oh, 
place I left But if I was gonna get stuck How glad they were there to share My misery When it all goes wrong You gotta know It can only get better There's no way but up With this runabout luck At least we went through it together That was our best Worst day job good song uh-huh. thank you making the best of a bad situation exactly you know, and you know you always look for for the positive out of the negative you do and the best part of that is her dad it was her his car that they took it the engine got messed up but he got a new engine out of it oh my because it was a, was it a recall recall from hyundai yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she, so you got your dad a new engine i did he should be thanking me that's right <laughs> But it was a scary situation when you because you were trying to get in touch with your granddad and your dad. And yeah, the kids away from home. So, but but well, she said that she uh. said that was my best worst day ever, and I, and I I was drawn there to that. A hook. You know, yeah. she she has a really cool brother. He's a really good guy. He's a baseball player. And, and, oh no, baseball! Uh, and so that just helped him bond a little bit. Cool, better, which I thought was just a cool thing. So good job. Girl. Yeah, great job. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I had Mark to help co-write it. So. Uh, that's right. You're in good hands in there. The room. Yeah. <laughs> And you have an incredible dad. I understand he brings you to Nashville all the time. Yeah. And built you a little studio in the house? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's it's nowhere near like a Nashville recording studio, but well. it's it's um, about as, a, bit, a little bit bigger than this room, and it's got, you know, my little office space on the right side when you first walk in. It has all my notebooks, my songs, Great. some equipment, mm-hmm. and then there's my brother's drum kit in the back. <laughs> A Does ni- he let you touch nice. his drums? Can, can you touch his drums? <laughs> well, let's. Uh, we're gonna say no. We're gonna to say that no. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and all my equipment's in there. My uh, few guitars, a few other instruments I play, and it's That's it's good. a really good spot for me to dial in and get all my work done and my songs and covers a- and stuff like that. Very good. Now, what what other instruments do you play? I play piano, ukulele, wow. and I've tapered a little bit with the banjo. Not not great, mm-hmm. but I bought it because I've bought it. It's cool. You know, but I'd, I'd say guitar is definitely my main instrument. It's um. You sing and you play well. Well, thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Which which I want, wanted to get to my next point, and I, and I know Mark spends a lot of time coaching on performance because a lot of part, you know, a lot of songwriting and, and being an artist is learning how to perform well, and there's a Real craft to that as well, right, Mark? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and a lot of people don't feel as comfortable performing because there's not a lot of a lot of people don't want to be performers. But mm-hmm. you really need to at least work on it, at least try because so much of your initial contacts, particularly in this town, are live performance, oh, open yeah. night, open mics, writers' nights. It's it's pledging the fraternity. Yeah. And and what I like about her is many things I like about her uh, is enunciation. You can understand what she's saying, you know. My, so important. My, I, I was watching your face because I've, I've drilled everybody, everybody I've ever worked with. And my best compliments when somebody comes up to me and says, I can tell you worked with them because I can understand everything you say, you know. And uh, it's very, very important. But uh, yeah, performing is. is a big deal. It really is. And he's one of the best. You've oh, seen his sure. perform this show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark Allen Barnett. Well, we met. Actually, we met. I was doing a show with Randy and Ronnie Brooks. Randy, Grandma got run over by a reindeer in Scott oh, Southworth, yeah. and that's where they first met us, at the Commodore. At and, the Commodore. Uh, okay. And so that's how kind of all this came together. But, yeah, I, I'm telling her the big thing is trying to get someone ready to write with 
better and better people, and 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 that's part of this. And I, mm-hmm. I think she's going to take to it like to duck to water. But when you're trying to, you know, you get your test as a writer. Well, go on stage and try to follow a guy who wrote "Grandma Got Run Over mm-hmm. by a Reindeer." <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and and then one of the shows that I did, I did this show one time, and I always say this to to songwriters: here's here's your test. You're on stage, about three thousand people. There's there's three other writers on stage with you. The first one is Stuart Harris, and he plays no one else on earth. One on a Judd, number one. Second one is Jim McBride, and he does way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> number one. Third is Larry Butler, and he does Hey, won't you play another somebody done somebody wrong song? Your turn. What do you play? I say good night. Nice. That's well, but that's what we run into in, in this town. You know, you're playing with a bunch of people, and you want to play with yeah, those people. You do. You, you want to make sure your songs stand up there, right? And that's part of the deal, and that's what I, I like about her. She's got a lot of natural ability, she and does. so we're just trying to refine that. And, and she, it's her parents. I, I really credit their parents. Mm-hmm. Everything. Got to. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go suck it up to the dad, you know. No, but G- honestly. Give him a microphone. What are we doing? <laughs> honestly, and, and I, will, here. I will say something interesting about this, because he coaches baseball, and his son is, is playing baseball, and there's a lot of the same kind of things, but he's he's impact and it, it kind of goes along with what she's doing. And and she is very organized, and mm-hmm. I, I believe that does come from from some uh, guidance giving, giving that. You know, there there are a lot of comparisons to sports yeah. because, especially as a musician, people don't realize, but you, know, you have to practice. Yeah. Oh, you have to stay in practice. Yeah. Um, you know, you 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 have to work on your chops daily. You really yeah. do, don't you? Yeah, for sure. And it's it's I I also played baseball, softball growing up, yeah. and the thing Dad always told me was that it's a mental game. Mm-hmm. You not only do you have to be on your toes, you have to be aware of everything that's going on. You. You can't let yourself get in your head either. Mm. So like overthinking things or just getting too emotional and wrapped up. And I think it's the same for upcoming artists as well or anyone who's trying to make it in the music business. It is a mental game. It messes with your mind sometimes if you get flustered at something or if you start comparing yourselves to others. It's, um, you know, I I think it's really mental how do you avoid that? What makes you, what is, is there a technique you use? Um, I, I would have to say, just keep writing mm-hmm. and making and refining and editing and making sure it's what you want and you're trying to stand out because um, it, it is kind of like a competition, a friendly competition here where you're, you're still trying to network and be friends with everybody, right. but at the same time, everybody's reaching for the same goal. Mm-hmm. So in order to reach that goal, you got to make yourself stand out. I, I like to credit my red hair. It's mm-hmm. unique. Hopefully yes, that helps. I'm Irish and I love yeah, right here. So that's great. No, I'm just um, I'm just playing, but um, that the songs and the content is really what's going to make you stand out, and that's that's kind of where my next steps are as a songwriter. So you're yeah. So your ultimate goal five ten years from now. That's like a job interview, right? <laughs> where do you see yourself in ten years, young lady? Well, <laughs> if if I'm gonna reach for the stars, I would love to play at the Grand Ole Opry at least once or wow. twice in my life. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. <laughs> or have my songs some some cut on the radio or some on an EP or an album? You know, wouldn't that be great? Even if I don't make it as a Brianna Faith artist, you know, maybe have one of Brianna Faith's songs featured in I don't know, even maybe a commercial or a movie or something. I just want my creativity and my craft to make it to where others can enjoy it and i'll bet you just knowing you for the little bit i have i bet you've written that down in your book somewhere 
and, and you're so organized. Uh, you've probably <laughs> you've probably written that down, and I think that is really an important part of goal setting: writing it down, right? And um, and going for it, you know. And obviously, you're doing all the right things. It's on the right track, right? Mark? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just I was thinking one thing mm-hmm. about, about performing. You always end up flubbing a line. Always. You know, you'll flub a line or you'll miss a chord or something. Oh, you'll yeah. just think about that. Right. That's that's what you think about. And it used to be you're kind of the only one who remembered it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you still when you fix now everything's a YouTube moment. Oh, you it know? Is. <laughs> so the one time that you do something really bad, that's gonna be replayed ten million times. Oh, yeah. It's like the people who are on uh, you know, they get on a TMZ or they're on their phone and they will fall into a they fall into a uh, <laughs> a thing. Or the guy my favorite was the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. You remember oh, yeah. well, ABC that yeah. one ski jumper who gets he just gets that's his whole life, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and that, that's kind of where we are. Everything's a YouTube and a TMZ moment. Yeah, I've always found that the, the mistakes seem to come in threes for me, and, and maybe does this happen to you? And this is the reason why you, you make a mistake because you're human, mm-hmm. and then you're thinking about it, so you make the second mistake. And the third one becomes you're going because you're thinking, I can't believe I did another. One. I made another mistake. Yeah, so it happens in threes. And what you have yeah. to learn to do is just blow it off. And understand that you're Shake human. It off. Shake it off. I mean, I don't know off. if you guys noticed. I just did that song. I dropped a pick. I did and you? I always, and I saw you were And I had another great. one. Yeah. I did it with every performance yeah. because I've learned from the, the too many live ex, uh, live performances. I'll drop a pick and I'm like, well, I gotta do these fingers now. <laughs> so every time Nobody I know I'm performing, knew. I know. Nobody knew. Well, that's the beauty of it because I've dropped my picks so many times. I'm like, gotta have a spare. <laughs> well, that's so, why you have these right here. You have these. Well, let's try it on down. Yeah. Hey, don't put that guitar away. Let's do another song. It's time for another song. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> do the dad song. Do the dad, do the dad song. song. The dad song. Since dad's here. Since dad's here. Are you going to make us cry? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And that's, that's all okay. the funny stuff. I haven't had a good cry yet today. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? So tell us about this song. Okay. This is a song that I wrote uh, for my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was this thinking, guy right here? Yeah, that this guy. This guy right there. Okay. He's a good guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> and not because he's sitting next to me. <laughs> it was it was forming forming ideas one day and thinking about you know my life has been for me personally um, my life has had a lot of ups and downs twists and turns just even at such a young age nineteen there's there's so many things he has seen um, yeah including um, I, I have no problem talking about this but I have epilepsy I've grown up with it um, so there are some few scenes that he has seen. Um, but then again, there's also the happy moments like playing baseball when he coached me or mm. seeing me win awards and things like that. And I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be so cool if I could see these things through his eyes? Because I have no idea what I look like from his perspective. But if I did, you know, maybe it'd be something like this. So, mm. yeah. Good. So this is called uh, Through My Faith. Daddy's Eyes. Right. Brianna, Brianna, Brianna Faith is our uh, guest on the podcast today. Go ahead. Sometimes I wonder what it would be like To see the world through someone else's eyes Watch their reactions, hear all of their thoughts And walk in their footsteps just for a while Cause I know a man who's seen everything 
talk to God each day. I've heard of stories, wildest adventures, knowing that his favorites were with me. He's been there for me for all of these years, and I hope he knows that I'm always here Fantastic. The podcast is called Songwriter Connection. Our guest, Brianna Faith from Indianapolis, is visiting Nashville, working with the great Mark Allen Barnett, who's also our guest today. What an emotional song. Yeah. <laughs> goodness. I, I would have to agree. I guess it is. <laughs> yeah. What did you think, Dad, when you first heard that song? Pretty emotional. I, yeah. She actually surprised me with it. Yeah. Oh. I <laughs> I was supposed to be videoing this. She said, make sure you video this one. I'd never heard the song, didn't know about it. Yeah. As soon as she started, my phone quit. Mm. So I was fumbling with my phone, trying to figure out a way to get it started and kind of listening to the song. When all of a sudden it hit me what it was about. Oh, man. And then all of a sudden I, I was just kind of shell-shocked. And <laughs> after she got done with it, I was uh, I was emotional and emotional now about it. Oh, but, yeah. I'll bet. More importantly, I, I, I suddenly, right when she finished, I couldn't recall the song. It was so, uh, it just, it was, it, mm. I, I said, well, you have to do it again because I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the song. Uh, I, I didn't get to video it either. Oh, so. man. I'm so sorry that you're off mic on that, but I think we got most of that. Yeah. Um, but wow, what a story. Mark, how important is emotion? Emotion is everything, but, you know, the details play through the emotion, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, when, when 
uh, and both of the songs, you know, you got those details in there that show how frustrating it can be being at a, a you know, the car breaking down, and then how emotion is all the things that her dad has done for, and and emotion are what songs are. But you've got to put those details in so people can hear it in their in their mind. As a, as a writer, we're trying to do two things, and that's uh, the first: we're trying to get somebody to go, "Oh my goodness, you're you're writing my life," mm-hmm. and then the other one is. Man, you're writing my life, but I never thought of it that way before. Oh yeah, and and so that's kind of what I, I think she's achieving, and uh, she and, is. And, and but you can also get over emotional, and and that's what a lot of people. What we're we're working on, uh, a lot of people will write nothing but emotions, mm-hmm. you know. And what are the emotions? Love, hate, you know, jealousy, anger. Well, you can only say that in so many ways with the emotion themselves, you know. But when you when you put something in that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sitting on a stage by myself, nobody in there playing the tables and chairs. You can feel the loneliness. You can feel the the feeling of defeat at times, but you just keep going, and that's what's played through the through the details of, of songs. If you haven't heard Mark's song "Tables and Chairs," by the way, you need to look it up. It's out there, uh, or listen to podcast number there five podcast because number five. that's how we end the show. So. Who are some of your favorite writers, Brianna, people that, that you've admired that when you were, yeah. Well, ever since, I mean, I started writing in, uh, when I was in eighth grade, so about Did you? four or five years ago, four or five, six, I don't know. But <laughs> I, um, Back I, in the day. I've always loved, as basic as it sounds, I believe Taylor Swift has some amazing songs out there. We, when we first started talking and I pointed out Taylor Swift, he's like, well, yeah, her song, our song was mm-hmm. one of her, one of her first singles. And it's amazing how she, instead of literally saying, oh, our song is I Will Always Love You. No, she says our song is all of these sounds we share together. Like the Brilliant. slamming of the black back door or oh, yeah. whispering on the phone. And She's quite I don't know. Right. She has a lot of unique ideas, but they also hurt. I've always paid attention to her detail as well. And it's I just think the way she does things are amazing. And even sometimes I'll listen to a song, you know, and then maybe start thinking, oh, I like that chord progression. What if I did something similar? You know, I'm not trying to copy her songs by any chance. Or, you know, just finding that little bit of inspiration. I feel like I get some of that from her. I got you. Well, that's a pretty good... uh um, someone, uh, somebody to look up to right there. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's great. You've got, you've got to have those, those kind of people that you can look up to and learn from. So that's pretty cool. Very neat. You mind if I do one? No, I would love yeah, you to do one. And we've got time to do that. And I was going to ask you. Because uh, it, it's kind of on the subject. With an artist, you got to find who they are. That's where we're working on it. Mm-hmm. And who they're inspired by, that is absolutely the thing mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Uh, Frankie. Ballard was right. uh, when when we started to work together. He he had never written songs before. He had written at some songs, and they were kind of you know he didn't know what he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so the first song we ever wrote was this one. And I, I said, "Well, who are your influences? You know, and and what kind of song do you want?" Now this is a very important thing. What type of song? Right. And he said, "Well." I love Southern rock and I love country and I love blues. And I'd like to have one of those, you know, Leonard Skinner, uh, Charlie Daniels, swampy, sexy Southern rock blues country songs. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Will you do that? that? And I said, (laughs) what do you want it to be about? And he went, I kind of got a thing for women's feet. (laughs) 
but I don't want to sound like a pervert. <coughs> so this is Southern Rock Country Blues, Women's Feet, No Pervert. <laughs> It's been happening since time began Back when Eve was in the garden Oh, Adam was watching her walk away Took a bite of the apple the very same day Not much has changed in days like these Ain't nothing as sexy as a woman in bare feet Oh, yeah up on the dash of a beat-up jeep, stuck in the sand on a red-hot beach, up in the air on a big tree swing, nothing as sexy as a woman in bare feet. Now these women try to cover them up, with big word boots and high heel pumps. When the music gets happening and the feet get Gonna kick off the shoes and show what they got. Flip flops and sandals are all they need. Ain't nothing as sexy as a woman in bare feet. Kept up on the back of the company. Up in the air on a big old swing. Up in the chair on a big old swing. Nothing as sexy as a woman in bare feet. Now you got me flooded lines. <laughs> Spend all that money, get the toenails done Can't play footsie with those shoes Candy, apple, red, French, and gold Wrap a strong man around them toes Just kick off your shoes, jump out to see Nothing as sexy as a woman in bare feet Kick up on the dash of a bills Up in the center, I can't even remember a song Up in the air on a big old swing Ain't nothing as sexy as a woman in bare feet Woman in Yeah, Mark Allen Barnett. Yeah, I love them too. You just uh, power you, through. You wrote it that way, right? <laughs> yeah. It is funny. Your mind starts like you start thinking about two different things. Uh, you know, you I, I hadn't done this. I didn't. I had not thought about that. Obviously, I hadn't thought about that song until we were just talking about finding the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I found the voice and I lost my ventriloquism. <laughs> But you power through, repeat your t- title, and get out. That's there you it. go. <laughs> There's another performance tip That's for you. That's a performance right there. tip. That's exactly right. Uh, Brian, let me ask you this. <clears throat> details in that song, right? Details. There were plenty of details. <laughs> yeah, plenty of details. Way yeah, when you can hear plenty. me say it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Before we wrap it up, Mark, what are some just. Probably the, for for young artists and songwriters out there, some good serious. What are the what's the best advice you can give them, young folks like Brianna starting out? You know, what do you tell them? Well, I, I am I'm the biggest proponent of co-writing. 
because mm-hmm. it gets you out of your own your own ego, gets you out of yourself. And yeah. co-writing will take you in places that you you didn't know you were going to go. Mm-hmm. And so I would find, it, it, like you guys were in Cincinnati, you had a group that, right. that helped you. And, and that helped you when you, actually before you moved to Nashville, but when you moved to Nashville, you already kind of had things where you understood. So any anybody that is trying to do this, try to learn to co-write. And then if you are from a place outside of Nashville, don't make Nashville your whole thrust of your life. Mm-hmm. Build around you. Build, start locally, build regionally, and then if you're going to try to, to go to I was going to ask you this. Um, do, you, do you have any advice about building that base and, and how, how to go about doing that? Well, we're all FaceTube and uh, fa- YouTube yeah. and Facebook these days. You know, you got to do things socially. But I, the people that are going to exist in this world going forward are, are going to pe- have people that have a one-on-one relationship with their fans. And that's going to be some live things. They're gonna, it, COVID is not going to go forever, and people are going to have to continue their live base. That is what uh, keeps us in. And, and build, you build a fan base one one person at a time. You remember that old shampoo commercial? They said, well, they tell two people. Yes. They tell two. Fr- well, that's what you're doing for yeah. the fan base. And, and you just uh, the, the biggest thing that I would also say that amateur writers write what they want to say. Professional writers write what an audience wants to hear. And mm. great, great writers do both. Wow. And so that's that's it's great it advice. Yeah. It really is. So um, build your base. Use your social media. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, don't think about uprooting and, and just coming to Nashville. Um, definitely come and write and experience and do what you're doing, right? Do the writer's rounds and, and get known in this town. Um, there's, but- there's always a time for everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I would rather, if, if it were me... Uh, starting out again, because I, I moved here in 88, mm-hmm. uh, but if it were me, I would be making regular trips and build my my base, my fan base here, and my writing base before I moved to town. That you know, it, it, Nashville's not for everybody, and then it may be for everybody. Who knows what where anybody's going to go? But you can do music virtually anywhere now. Nashville is just it's that lure, it's that drive. You're surrounded by people that are just like you. Mm-hmm. And that is the that's the lure of it for here. That's good. A bunch of dysfunctional people that won't grow up. <laughs> you, described, you described it earlier. You described it earlier as the, the ingredients, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're going into you want to to bake your cake. You want to build your incredible gourmet dinner that is especially you that you're creating. Well, you don't want to be around a, a bunch of other cooks because that's not the ones that's going to buy what you're doing. They might steal what you're doing or, or copy what you're doing, but you're your target audience is out there all over and you take the ingredients and you go out there and you and, and never leave that cake out in the rain. <laughs> the green icing going down. <laughs> Old songwriter joke. Anyway, Brianna, thank you for being on our show today and, um, and just spending some time with us. It's really good to, to, get, to know, get to know you a little bit. There's me uh, st- uh, trying to stutter through. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was me. I started this. We fault. started this uh, mistakes thing. Yeah. Can you do us one more song? Take us out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Brianna uh, Faith, Mark Allen Barnett, our guests on the Songwriter Connection podcast. I will, uh, again, Dave, uh, Dave, thank you for having my me. Pleasure. It's uh It's been fun. I don't do podcasts very often. In fact, this might be like my first or second. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a couple interviews, but this is this is really cool because I get to talk to both of you guys, and I'm, I'm still learning things. I got to perform. Um, and I'll, I'll close this out with my, um, perhaps my most unique um, it's it's a bluesy type vibe. It's, cool. It's literally called Commitment Blues. Awesome. Based on a true story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this one's fun.
got a buddy He's got the blues I've been See, now I'm not going to my words I can't do this today, guys Guys, I'm just going to find the words You can, find the words and we'll do take two This it's, is a curse this It is, is a easy curse. to do, I'm telling you it How is do you guys do this? It's contagious It literally it is It is definitely contagious You guys But it makes my for fault. fun I will accept responsibility on this <laughs> I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try this again. We had to talk about mistakes. Didn't we? <laughs> that's that's it's my yeah. fault, actually. It's like the curse. <laughs> okay, mind if I uh, yeah, start do it again? Thank you. Yeah. I got a buddy. He's got the blues. Can't make up his Says he wants me, but I call his bluff. Cause I know he ain't ready, ain't ready for love. This boy's got, oh, he's got the commitment Somebody heard him She left him a mess Why do they cheat? It don't make no sense He'd be alright now If she didn't lie Very good. 
<laughs> Brianna Faith from Indianapolis, visiting Nashville, working with great Mark Allen Barnett, who joined us as well today. Thank you both for being on the show, and Mark, for coming back. You're always welcome. Love to hear music around the dining room table. We're just about halfway through season one. Actually, we're just one show past the halfway mark of season one of the Songwriter uh, Connection podcast. And I just am overwhelmed by the great response that we're getting. And I thank you so much for downloading the shows and listening. And if you'd help spread the word, I'd certainly appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to joining you on our next Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on the web. Uh, come out and, uh, and, you know, like our pages, if you would. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Linehan's Nashville Connection radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.